Welcome back for another episode of Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, Aaron. It is September 1st, 2021, 548 in the evening. And uh, before we get into, go to my soul care class tonight, uh, we're going to read one more episode, chapter 16. Yeah, we're on chapter 16. Of Joshua, Joshua 16. So here we go. I'm going to jump right into it. Joseph's inheritance. The allotment for the descendants of Joseph went from the Jordan at Jericho to the waters of Jericho on the east through the wilderness, ascending from Jericho into the hill country of Bethel. From Bethel, it went to Luz and proceeded to the border of the Archites by Adaroth. And then descended westward to the border of the Japhatites, as far as the border of Lower Beth Horan, then to Gezer, and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. So Ephraim and Manasseh, the sons of Joseph, received their inheritance. I was right. I didn't have to go back and even look. If y'all were listening to my last episode this morning, I was talking about. Um, no, what was the question I had? I think it was, yeah, who was Joseph's father? I believe it was Jacob. Who, that was the question. Let me look at it real quick. Who was Joseph's father in Bible? Jacob? I believe it was Jacob. We're going to look at that. In the earlier episode this morning, I said I was going to listen to that old episode about the crisscross hands when Jacob um, blessed the older son, I mean the younger son, Manasseh. Or how did it go? All right, Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Mary gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Messiah. And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. And Jacob, the father of Joseph. That's not the same Joseph, is it? No, I think that's a different Joseph. Anyway. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. What? Hold on, y'all. I'm having like a um epiphany moment. Hold on a second. And the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who was called the Messiah. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Mary gave birth to Jesus. That's Matthew one sixteen. Hold on. I got to go back and read this. All these years, this can't be right. Was Jesus Father... Sorry, y'all. It's gonna it's gonna be a sailor moment for a hot second. Sailor Father Joseph, the same Joseph. In Genesis, they can be.
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so confusing. Oh, man. All right, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Now. All right, sorry, y'all. So, yeah, I know I've read that before. It's so wild. I never really made that connection. And I've read that part of Matthew multiple times, but I never. There was two different. There was two different Jacobs, and there was two different Josephs. Like there's an. Sorry, I got something in my. Little piece of lint just got in my mouth somehow. All right, sorry y'all. That was nasty. Ah, uh, so there's a jo- There's a Jacob, and Joseph, father of Joseph, in the Old Testament. There's a Jacob, father of Joseph, in the New Testament. And there's this whole article I want to read later about the parallels between those two Josephs. Apparently, there's a lot of similarities. That's something I'll read later. But where was I going with all this? Manasseh? Was it Ephraim or Manasseh? I forgot who the older brother was. Genesis was forty. Genesis forty actually indica- indicates very strongly that the USA is Manasseh and that the British are Ephraim. Why well, you can find some wild stuff on the internet? Jacob named Israel blessed both Ephraim and Manasseh with a critical clue about each tribe's descendants. Manasseh was to be a great nation, but Ephraim was to become a multitude, fullness group of nations. Was Ephraim greater than Manasseh? Jacob pur- purposely gave the greater blessing to Ephraim, which who was a younger brother. In fact, the nation of Israel originally left Egypt. The tribe of Ephraim was larger than that of Manasseh. And after the kingdom, yeah. So in crisscross hands, Jacob puts his right hand a blessing, the righteous right hand, um, the blessing hand on Ephraim, who was a younger brother, and his left hand. On Manasseh, he blesses them both, but the greater blessing was for Ephraim. Hmm. I don't know who this is saying that the British Empire is like Ephraim and the Manasseh. I mean, Manasseh and the British Empire. Yeah, USA is Manasseh and the British Empire are Ephraim. I don't know. Y'all need to go. I need to go read that later. Some there's some interesting stuff on the internet you can find. You got to be careful though, because not all of it is accurate. Um. Where is I going with all that? Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back because we got on a long tangent. Seven minutes in. Uh, I need to wrap this up. Good thing this is a short chapter. So Ephraim and Manasseh. Ephraim was the younger brother. Manasseh was the older brother. They were both sons of Joseph. And... um. Yeah, Jacob was their grandfather who blessed them with the whole crisscross hand hand situation. All right, let's read this last few verses, five verses. Ephraim's inheritance, verse five. People who listen to this episode, I'm like, this dude was all over the place. I apologize because I really, yeah, sometimes it's going to be cool to me listening to these episodes later, but for some of y'all, I'd be like, man, your whole usual, like, somebody has a point, get to the point, yeah, like, three, four, or five points to say in every podcast, like, this ain't that type of podcast I'm learning, you'll learn that too, sometimes I'm able to, you know, just deliver the, uh, read the Bible, 
give my few, you know, tidbits here and there as I read or just thoughts and then go right to the Tony Evans notes and then close it out with a sinner's prayer or Romans Road. But this ain't one of those episodes. Sometimes I'm going to just it's almost like you're sitting here reading with me as I chew through the word. Man, I miss reading the Bible with my one friend. I saw a picture of ice, the um, there's this young there's a young lady friend who I went to high school with, and uh, it's crazy. I just saw somehow on one of my some some on one of my social media accounts, my other one where I write on. I didn't think I was still following her. Somehow it showed me on the homepage. It showed me a picture of her, and I started clicking on the pictures. And I was like. Say, like, hmm. And then I was like, man, I miss reading the Bible with my friend. I should hit her up. And I was like, nope, don't do it, Eric. <laughs> don't do it. Don't open that door back up. There's going to be trouble. That's going to be trouble. Abort. Abort. Don't do it. Don't do it. But, oh, man, I miss reading the Bible with my friend. But at some point, I've told y'all, I'm going to bring be bringing, like, different pastors on here that I know uh, to do some episodes and we just gonna like dissect the word together and just talk about it. So mainly when I get to the New Testament. So I'm excited about that. That's going to be season three. So stay tuned for that. All right. Ephraim's inheritance. Verse five. This was the territory of the descendants of Ephraim by their clans. The border of their inheritance went from Adaroth Adar on the east to the upper Beth Horan. Verse six. In the north, the border went westward. From Mikmathath, it turned eastward from Tanath, Shiloh, and passed it east of Genoa. From Genoa, it descended to Adaroth and Nara, and then reached Jericho and went to the Jordan. From Tapua, the border went westward along the brook of Cana and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the descendants of Ephraim by their clans, together with the city set apart for the descendants of Ephraim within the inheritance of the descendants of Manasseh, all these cities with their settlements. However, they did not drive out the Canaanites who lived in Gezer. So the Canaanites still live in Ephraim today, but they are forced laborers. Interesting. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes and then hop on that Romans road. And now I'm going to hop in my car because I need to get going. All right. So, oh, we just got one note. The Canaanites and the idolatrous religious practices would and their idolatrous religious practices, boy, it's a mouthful, would slowly work against Israel like a cancer. As we will learn in the book of Judges, in growing negligent to drive out the enemy as instructed, Israel was setting itself up for a fall. But even when Israel sets itself up for a fall, the beauty of it all is that God is always there to catch them, dust them off, and put them right back where they're supposed to be, just like he does us. So, yeah, there's hope. There's always hope. There's always hope. No matter what you've been through, whatever you've done, there's always hope in Jesus. Simple as that. All right, so... Romans wrote, Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Just like I said this morning, we're all just like that wide receiver. I can't even remember his name. I'm going to look him up later. Who played for the Tennessee Titans. Whatever Super Bowl that was, a Kurt Warner, my old hometown team, St. Louis Rams. Old dude caught the ball. 
He was at the end zone. He stretched. But Mike Jones tackled him, stopped him at the line. I don't even like football that much, but I was a big Rams fan back then when I was a kid. My whole point in saying that is we've all fallen short. Just like that wide receiver fell short of the Super Bowl. You could be the greatest person, human being in the world. You could kiss babies and help old ladies all your life. But if you never accepted Jesus in your heart, when that uh, that judgment, the judgment, you at the judgment seat of Christ, you know, he said, why should I let you into heaven? And you like, because I was a good person. You're like, but I, 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 I sent Jesus like that ain't no. Anyway, yes. So we all fallen short. We've all fallen short of God's end zone. And yes, we've come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 5.8 says, But God commendeth or demonstrated, he showed us, simple word, showed us his love toward us while we were still yet sinners. He died for folks that weren't even born yet. In 2021, he died over 2,000 years ago for our generation and all the generations before while we were still yes sinners, Christ died for us. And he didn't even deserve it. He didn't even do anything. He took, he was a scapegoat. And then Romans 10, 13, but says, but whosoever, anybody, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, call out to him, they shall be saved. And then lastly, Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that Jesus Christ died for you personally, and rose from the grave. He was resurrected. Um, yeah, they uh, they shall be saved. For with the heart, this is the part I always like struggle to remember. I know it, but I always like I don't know, I gotta look read my page. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So, if you want to join God's family, join His army, and uh, yeah, this is this is the this is the pitch. This is my this is my uh, multi-level marketing network marketing pitch. This is the greatest MLM you can ever join. It's not a scam. It's legit, and it reaps eternal rewards. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can just simply say, "Dear God, I believe I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave." I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray for anyone who says that said that prayer just now or who's going to say it in the future. We pray, God, that you would, um, they would be uh, behooved or excited about baptism, which is just an outward sign being dunked, whether you want to be dunked or sprinkled doesn't matter just show demonstrate to folks that into the lord ultimately that's that's really all that matters that you are now set apart what has been done on the inside you're going to demonstrate on the outside that you are now a born again person and you have a new life through him i pray that you surround them with a good church family other christians and believers who can encourage them disciple them mentor them and that they will continue to grow in the grace in knowledge of you, Lord, and not in religion. They will know more about you and having a relationship. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. I got to roll. Soul care time. Got to work on this soul. As they say, got to um, 
unpack all that luggage and baggage, you know, and so that I can make room for the Lord to put all the things he wants to put in me so that I can, you know, continue to work in his kingdom and expand his kingdom and not be one of these hurt folks walking around who's hurting more folks. So God bless y'all. Thanks for listening. And I look forward already to uh, Joshua 17, even though we about to find out Joshua is about to uh, go to the upper room here in a few chapters. Kind of sad. Might have to break out the boys and men music. Anyway. All right. Talk to y'all later.